Good morning and welcome to this edition of a public affair on KGNU with the Community Foundation of Boulder County. I'm your host, Jim Williams, Dean Emeritus of University Libraries for CU Boulder, and I'm a trustee for your Community Foundation. With me this morning are Boulder County District Attorney Michael Doherty and Marty Moore, Executive Director of Alp Boulder County. We're going to tackle a tough topic this morning, and that is hate crimes against our LGBTQ friends, colleagues, and neighbors. I think an important bit of context on which to start our conversation is whether the current pandemic has affected adults and youth in the LGBTQ community any differently than most folks. Marty, let's start with you. Would you give us a sense of that? Yes, good morning, Jim, and nice to be here with you this morning, uh, Michael. The pandemic has created all kinds of special uh, problems for the LGBTQ community. We know that the LGBTQ community as an adult population um, lives in poverty. If you look at the, the, the largest number of us live in, in, in poverty. Um, we also know that the LGBTQ community, youth and adults alike, suffer from depression, anxiety, suicidality, and the lagging indicator of suicide at much higher rates than our um, straight cisgendered friends. So we have that um, going into that. We know that here locally because we did two or three surveys now since the pandemic, those numbers are higher than they were pre-pandemic, which were already concerning. So now we have poverty issues, people losing homes. We have poverty issues, people not being able to eat. We have mental health issues that aren't being addressed uh, because of lack of health care or an overburdened uh, health care system. So we have all those. The other thing that I would add is that because school isn't in session, um, Out Boulder County's youth program is reporting more cases to Child Protective Services than we've ever done. Teachers aren't seeing these, uh, these kids, um, but we are. Um, so we're doing more of those reports. So we have a complete recipe for disaster um, going on right now. And, um, and we're doing our best uh, to swim upstream as fast as we can to try to address them. My, my. Just to add to those conditions that you gave us, Michael, how do the current circumstances create a more vulnerable environment for hate crimes? What are you hearing? Well, good morning, Jim. Thank you. And thank you, KGNU, for having us on and being willing to talk about this really important topic. And it's great to be with Marty Moore. I think the pandemic has in many ways created the perfect storm for victims. When you think about what Marty just touched on in terms of poverty and mental health issues, those things are getting worse, not better during the pandemic. And add into that the isolation that's caused and required of all of us by the pandemic and the stress that people feel. And the other factor when we think about hate crimes in particular is the amount of anger that's out there in the community right now and in the media, quite frankly. So when you think about the temperature level on the stove being turned up and the level of vitriol being up nationwide, people are more willing to and perhaps feeling empowered to act on hateful thoughts that they have. Having a hateful thought is not a crime. Acting on it is a crime that concerns all of us. And we're certainly seeing an increase throughout the pandemic in hate crimes being committed. 
And it's something that's a real focus for us in this office and in this community, because anytime a hate crime is committed against our LGBTQ friends, colleagues, and community members, it has to be of the utmost concern for all of us, because it really cuts against who we are as a community and who we should be as a country. So I appreciate the partnership that we have without Boulder County and other groups in this great community to do everything we can to combat hate crimes, including hate speech. Uh, and there's an important distinction there that we can address. But the pandemic has created, in many ways, as I say, a perfect storm. So we've done a lot of outreach to domestic violence victims and child abuse victims and to the community as a whole to try to let people know that law enforcement, of course, is still available. The district attorney's office has remained open and available since the start of the pandemic. And we're absolutely committed to doing everything we can to combat hate in our community. It is really great to hear about your partnership with Out Boulder County. It is really, really encouraging to hear that we have that kind of infrastructure in Boulder County to address these serious issues. But let's take a moment, just a moment, Michael, and would you help us define what is, quote, hate crime, unquote, and what kinds of crimes are reported in Boulder County and how many of them are associated with our LGBTQ community? Well, Jim, that's a, a great question. And we've certainly seen an increase in hate crimes committed nationwide here in Colorado and also in Boulder County since 2016. As a result, when I took office in 2018, we started the Bias and Hate Crimes Initiative to focus on hate crimes as a priority for our office and for this community. You've asked an important question, which is the distinction between hate speech and hate crimes. And in this country, of course, under the First Amendment, we all have the right to free speech, even when that speech is vile, disgusting, and disturbing to folks. Uh, so the line that's drawn is when a criminal act is committed, not just speech alone, but a criminal act is committed based on the victim's actual or perceived and under the law in Colorado, it's defined as race, color, religion, ancestry, national origin, physical or mental disability, and sexual orientation. So those are the categories laid out in the statute. So what's really important for us when it comes to taking cases to court is being able to prove the defendant's intent. Was the crime based on or motivated by bias or hate? And that's a really important distinction. So we look at the language used, we look at the circumstances, uh, whether the defendant has any clothing, tattoos, social media posts that indic uh, indicate an affiliation with a hate group, and working really closely with the victim and making sure we have all the information from the victim. And that requires a lot of trust and rapport. And that's where Marty's efforts without Boulder have been a really important factor for us being able to do more for victims in the LGBTQ community. So, Marty, um, Michael mentioned when cases go to court. Um, what are you seeing in the LGBTQ community when people actually enter the legal system and are involved in a formal case? Are, are our LGBTQ neighbors and friends represented by legal counsel in those cases? Yes, I would say most certainly they're represented. Um, Michael's team does a, a tremendous job in having the best representation possible uh, for folks who end up in the court system. I think the larger concern that both um, Michael and I have is that these cases being reported 
um, once they get to court, you know, Michael's team does a fantastic job with them. Um, but it's, are these cases making it to court? Right. One of the first, when uh, shortly after um, our DA was elected, he came to meet with me at our uh, Longmont office. And I sat down and showed um, Michael a spreadsheet that everything that had been reported to me since, since the last presidential election. Um, the years prior to that, I'd only had two or three things reported to me. So there was a, a, a complete uptick, uptick um, in hate crime shortly after that presidential election. Um, and I said, when Michael and I were sitting there and I asked him specifically about one case, and he said, that case needs to be reopened. That should have been charged as a hate crime. By that time, the person who had experienced that hate crime was so disgusted with law enforcement um, and frankly, the victim's advocate in that municipality, they wouldn't open the case back up. They didn't want to go down that road again. So that's the crux of the issue that, that we're dealing with. Since that time, and even a little bit before that time, out Boulder County started building an LGBTQ liaison program within law enforcement agencies throughout our county. Um, and in most jurisdictions, it has been a great success. Um, building trust between individuals from the LGBTQ community who have experienced a hate crime, having enough trust. And Out Boulder plays the bridge, and someday we hope we don't have to play the bridge anymore. And I will give you one example. Um, I got a call at 2.30 in the morning. A uh, trans woman had been assaulted in Boulder. She called me. And I answered, but the good news is before she called me, she called our liaison in Boulder to report the incident. That is a big deal. Um, so I know that we're making progress in that area, but we still have a long way to go, Jim. So Marty, you mentioned your liaison. What is the training of that what? person? It go. It's, it depends on the jurisdiction, um, but the ones that we're pulling together are funded by the Rose Community Foundation um, and led by Detective Marples here in the city of Boulder's police department. Um, and uh, Detective Marples pulls together, he loves technology, so he pulls together all the meetings and we had a meeting, oh, three weeks ago, Michael's team uh, was on there along with some victims advocates. And the issue that we addressed last week was around the X marker. So in Colorado, you can get an X marker. Um, but when the police pull you over, they may have a male or female box they have to check. So as we're trying to build relationships between the trans community and the police, how do the police ask this question? Well, I'm sorry, you have an X marker, but before I leave this, I've got to check off male or female. Not a good way to build trust. So we address things like that. Um, we have an upcoming meeting, I think, this week um, on Wednesday, and I'm, I'm hoping that in that meeting we talk a little bit about what it looks like uh, post-election, um, and how how are we going? How are the how can we support the police in this very volatile time to make sure that they do well by the LGBTQ community? So it varies, Jim. These trainings have been going on for a couple years. Uh, and Michael, do you want to talk about the training we had with the FBI and the CBI, et cetera? Sure. So Marty's absolutely right that the cases that come into the courthouse have generally gone well. In other words, the right outcome has been reached. But our greatest concern are the cases that are never reported to law enforcement 
and never make it to the district attorney's office and to the justice system at all. So seeing that spreadsheet that Marty had and then comparing it to the fraction of cases that were actually being reported is why we started the Bias and Hate Crimes Initiative, which has included a number of things, but also the training of law enforcement and prosecutors to make sure that we have the best possible approach and then we're able to build trust. Because when someone is the victim of a hate crime, it generates an extreme emotional response. So having law enforcement slow down, show compassion, listen, and get all those facts is absolutely critical. So with Marty's leadership at Out Boulder and other groups, including the NAACP, we brought together every law enforcement agency in Boulder County. And it's a testament to them that they all wanted to be a part of this, along with the FBI and the Colorado Bureau of Investigation. And the Jewish Community Center gave us some of their space. And we hosted a pretty intense training for the people in that room on how we need to improve our community and collective response to hate crimes. And it's language, it's trust, it's rapport, and it's also building those bridges that Marty referenced earlier so that people do come forward and make a report so justice can be done. So I wanna take a moment and thank our listeners for tuning in to KGNU's The Public Affair this morning. I'm speaking today with District Attorney Michael Doherty and Marty Moore, Executive Director of Out Boulder County. To back to you, Michael, um, this is a rather sensitive question, but I think it needs to be asked. Is there a racial issue with hate crimes in Boulder County, particularly hate crimes against our LGBTQ community? Definitely, 100%. I mean, racism exists in this country and Boulder County is not immune from it. So we're gonna to continue to see hate speech and hate crimes committed against vulnerable members of our, our community and protected uh, groups in our community, including uh, black individuals, LGBTQ members of the community and so on. So yes, we definitely have an issue in Boulder County and we're not alone. I mean, this is an issue statewide and nationwide, but what we've done is try to have the best possible response to this reality and make sure that we don't tolerate hate in this community at all. So raising awareness in the community, uh, reaching out to affected groups. You know, one example would be Marty and I also partnered with the NAACP, Boulder Voices for Children, every law enforcement agency in Boulder County and other groups to bring community members together. And this was last year at the Jewish Community Center. And we had over 300 people from the community attend for a discussion on hate crimes being committed in Boulder County. And I think it's a testament to the people of Boulder that we had that kind of turnout. It wasn't in response to a particular incident. It's just because that's who we are in Boulder. We don't wanna to tolerate hate crimes. We wanna make sure we come together to do everything we can to combat hate. So in addition to the trainings we've done and the improvements we're trying to make in the justice system, and I'll acknowledge there's more work to be done, Jim, uh, but the liaison program and the approach Marty Moore has taken to me is the best possible response we can have to hate crimes in this country. And I look forward to trying to build those relationships and the protocols with other groups in the county. And also statewide, we were invited last year by the Colorado District Attorney's Council, which represents all the 22 district attorney's offices in the state of Colorado, to come to a training on hate crimes and what we're doing here in Boulder County. So we're on the right track, although we have a lot of work to do. We'll get back, thank, thank you, Michael. We'll get back to prevention in just a moment, but I have another question about 
demographics. So Marty or Michael, is there an age issue with this question about hate crimes? What's the average age, for example, when a crime is committed and brought to our, our, our legal system? So I don't know the average age, Jim. That's a good question. We do have an elder abuse unit here in the office. We don't necessarily necessarily see hate crimes being committed against older folks in the community based on age, but certainly we've seen an increase in elder abuse cases reported over the last couple of years, and I'd love to have another conversation with you about that. I mean, Marty can talk about, I, I, I don't want to speak for her, but I think the folks she hears from cover every possible uh, age range. Uh, I'll turn it over to Marty to talk more about the folks that she's serving. Yeah, I, I would, uh, Michael, thank you. And that's exactly right. Um, it, it's all, it's, a, it's across the board, um, but people are being targeted for the LGBTQ identity and not because of their age. So are juveniles in many cases a part of the community of people who are subject to these hate crimes? I'll let Michael speak to that. He works with other great groups like uh, Blue Sky Bridge and some other groups, I think, that are probably reporting on those pieces. We get the CPS reports that we're doing, and we're doing more of them now, uh, based upon kids not being at school but coming to our programs. Um, in the last six weeks, we've reported four cases to Child Protective Services, um, and I don't know that we did four in the year before. Um, so that is true. Youth tend to experience bullying um, in person, which Michael is the lawyer here and can talk about when that crosses the line to a hate crime. Um, and also um, online bullying, Facebook, Discord, whatever the, the cool hipsters that are younger than me are using, um, they tend to experience bullying at higher rates. Anything you can add there, Michael? Sure, so under the First Amendment, hate incidents or hate speech can only be criminalized in a fairly narrow sense, which is when it directly causes specific intimate and serious harm that a physical act or is going to be committed, a physical assault is going to be committed, and the person's going to be subject to violence or property damage. That being said, certainly in our schools, we continue to hear too many incidents of hate speech and hate crimes uh, being committed. So I really appreciate the partnership we have with Boulder Valley School District, as well as the St. Brain Valley School District. They've invited DA staff in on a number of occasions throughout the school year to talk about hate speech and to talk about hate crimes and try to raise awareness for kids. Because too often kids are parroting either what they're hearing in the home, on the news, or in social media. So making sure they understand the impact of those words and making sure that any criminal act is not tolerated. Thank you. The other question that I have that's related to this, sadly, is, um, Marty, what do you hear about suicide among youth uh, and suicide related to hate crimes? It's a heavy question. Um, nationwide, I think there are some increases. Um, if I had wood to knock on right now, I would, would knock on that wood to say that the support systems that we have in place uh, for our youth at Out Boulder County and also our strong partnership with Boulder County Public Health Program Oasis um, and the outstanding um, human beings who run those programs. Um, you know, I don't, I just even, the, the thought of this just 
kind of freaks me out. Um, but right now we're doing all we can do. Like this weekend, um, out Boulder County had a retreat for kids of color who are LGBTQ. And I think there were nine kids and we had a Friday, a Saturday and a Sunday uh, program. And yesterday, or, uh, um, there was a, a big online event um, for Sunday. And, um, you know, we're doing all we can do on programming. We're reaching out, we're gonna partner with the group from New York City on doing printmaking to get something tactile in the youth's hand. Like we are doing everything we can do to keep these youth connected, loved, respected, and a, a, a trusted adult that they can talk to, which I think is evidenced by the number of CPS reports that, that we're, we're putting forward. So um, we're doing everything that we can do to prevent that, Jim. Thank you. So if you and Michael had one last thought that you'd like to share with our listening audience, Marty, we'll start with you. Anything last thought that you have that you'd like to share? My last thought with this is that I, I'm glad I live in Boulder County. I think that we have, um, we have built without Boulder a strong relationship with trusted folks within law enforcement that we can reach out to. We're so very lucky to have the district attorney and the team that he's brought forward um, with him um, to protect the LGBTQ community. Um, I will say that as other communities, and particularly communities of color, uh, begin to build this, these relationships, the number that you want in your book is Michael Doherty's, um, because Michael responds day or night um, and is always gracious about the early morning or the late night calls um, because he too has a personal life, but you wouldn't know it um, based upon his responsiveness. Um, Michael cares about this community. He knows the law and he knows which levers to pull to make sure that, they are, uh, that we're treated fair and equitably. So that's the last word that I would leave you with. All right, Michael, you get the very last word. Well, I mean, incredibly touched by Marty's kind words. And it means a lot to me because of who she is. I mean, she's a tremendous leader for this entire community and also for our LGBTQ community members. And Out Boulder in many ways has laid out the right approach for us to take community-wide in terms of raising awareness, reaching out and forming these kind of uh, partnerships that we've been talking about with you, Jim, bringing new trainings to law enforcement and prosecutors, and also developing a liaison program. And we have a lot of work left to do, but I think because of Marty Moore's leadership, Out Boulder has established the right approach and we just need to continue implementing it countywide. We really have such incredible community groups and leaders who are invested in this effort. So I'm really optimistic and excited that we have the right approach, but there's a lot of work left to do. And I'll just tell you on a funny note, uh, a few weeks ago, one of my, assist my assistant came in and said, Out Boulder wants your help with their event in Longmont. I said, I'll do anything for Al Boulder. You know that. She said, are you sure? Because they're talking about dumping stuff on your head to raise money. And I was like, uh, I'll do anything for Al Boulder. And it included yogurt, ice cream, and other things being dumped on my head to raise money for Al Boulder. But we're in this together, and we're going to do whatever we need to to make sure that the community knows we're here to serve them and make sure that hate crimes are not tolerated in Boulder County. So thank you so much for having us on for this discussion, Jim. And our DA Bias and Hate Crimes Hotline is 303-441-1595. And if you could share that with your listeners, Jim, I'd really appreciate it. But thanks to you and to Marty. Marty, you're an amazing leader and I'm very lucky to work with you. Thank you.
Thank and you. my last word is thank you, thank you, Michael. Thank you, thank you, Marty, for being with us this morning. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Community Foundation's monthly program on KGNU's A Public Affair. You can learn more about the Community Foundation of Boulder County at C-O-M-M-F-O-U-N-D.org. We'll be back with you on KGNU's A Public Affair on November 30th. Be safe and be well.